Hello, everybody. Welcome to another edition of the Value Line Observer with the Value Guys. I'm Val Hughes. And I'm Vern Value. And we are 25-year Wall Street veterans who have had to go underground to take on secret identities in order to provide you with our candid views on a handful of stocks out of each week's Value Line Investment Survey. You've seen our faces on TV. You've seen us quoted in the news. But our bosses would never allow our unfiltered views on the air, so we've disguised our voices so they'll never know. Especially in the post-Spitzer era. This week, we look at the May... 29th, 2009 edition of the Value Line Investment Survey. That uh, old reliable. What? What's reliable? The Value Line Investment it's Survey. Fabulous. Uh, it's fabulous. It's a tool of value investors going way Every back. Every individual investor Hundreds of years, and they've done a good job. I'm going to be back at the back half of the show to talk about uh, oh, good. three. Good what? That you're going to be back. Well, people, it's great news. people like that. I think that uh, I know I do. You know, we take turns, so it's going to be your turn to go first this week. But of course, then the challenge is to keep the listener in the yeah, show. Yeah, we'll try. You know, do you have any? I don't really have any uh, pronouncements this week. You know, last week I do. I, I want to comment some on something. Um, I don't. Uh, I wish the Pakistanis would get it together because that would eliminate a major threat. You know that that that's uh, a sign of a good week in the market where you're right. talking about the other side of the world. The other thing that you ought to be thinking about is don't underestimate the uh, the prospects for some kind of uh, shooting incident to develop uh, uh, around the Korean Peninsula. Well, that's a little scary. Well, the North Koreans are That's not getting doing into the some... market. I don't think that matters at all. This week in the Value it Line, will, that's it's, the uh, point. it's, it's it, things it will you can if something count happens. on, and it's a lot of medical distribution, and uh, you know we're in a period of needs, not one still, although it does seem as if the recovery is uh, Yeah, wants might be coming back here. a little bit. And so I'm going to be back a little bit later in the show to talk about Cardinal Health, a long-term, uh, long-time holding of mine, Medtronic, which I don't own but have, and Owens and Minor, a medical products uh, distributor. Uh, before that, I'd like to turn the show over to Vern T. Value. And, uh, I can handle away, it, Vern. honestly. I'm feeling a little sleepy this week, Vern. So I'm glad you're first, frankly. I'm going to nap a little Okay, bit. I'll try to... You're going Do what to you nap. Can. I'm very tired. It's been a very busy week. It's been a busy week. It's you want to take that someplace else? I'll have somebody come get you. What? Well, I don't want to look at you napping while I'm doing I'm my. Not, I'm just going to sit here and I'm going to relax. I'll Vern's pretend, hosting this week. Let me, let me pretend week. you're thinking. How, how about that? I am. I'm studying. Some you're of the studying. You're contemplating. Uh, you're um, you're refining your thoughts. I I'm, I will tell you this, Vern, if you yes. want to get into a little conversation, is no, that we've ahead. been getting some listeners writing in, and I really appreciate that. I take email at val at com. I answer every email. I'm just a little sleepy this week, so I want to apologize. But I will answer well, your email. Well, we're doing the show a little bit late. A little late. Uh, but here's, here's the thing. I've been getting some email that people really want to know more about the fundamentals and you know, you and I talking about the Pakistanis or whatever, no one's caring about that. They want to know about these stocks and why we like them. You still have time to make money. We're coming out of the bottom of one of the worst bear markets in history. And, uh, you know, there's been a big recovery, and we've talked about that. There's still time to make money in stocks, Fern. Do you have anything on your side of the table that's going to help our listeners make a buck. That's what I want to know. I think they can make well, money with all three of these. Great. Let's that's talk the, about the, it. That's the point. Let's get 
I need to be able to recommend ideas that can work over a reasonable period of time. Who cares about the Pakistanis? Well, you might care about them three years from now. I don't. I want to know if, if there's a If something goes way- wrong there, we're talking about listen, oil Listen, problem, there's traffic problems, problems too, okay? There's a lot of problems in the world. The subways don't run. The airports are running le- do you have any money-making ideas? People are busy. And the subway workers are so cheerful. People that's what are really, bu- That's what I love complain, about Complain, complain. Can you, do you have anything that can make me a buck? Why am I even listening to this? I, I don't know why you're, you're on a rant. I am. I want you to get to the stocks. That's what I want. I want to hear what you got. I have no Pakistanis. Well, I'm going to lead Come off. Come on. People I, I, don't I'm, have time I'm, for this. I'm going to take a different tack than I usually do on the show. I always try to lead off with an action-packed, thrilling even, if if I may say so, idea no first up. But this week, I'm going to start with an electric utility because oh, we so rarely talk about utilities. But I like this one. I own this one. The symbol, did you give our caveats? I don't remember the caveats. No, I missed that. I didn't write down the intro. The show is for entertainment is, purposes people can only. M- must be able to tell that. If entertainment you're here purposes for any other only. reason, please hang up. All of our disclosures, this is such a good point Vern brought up about these disclosures. They're pretty key, particularly today or right now. Uh, it is after work. I want to make that clear. Uh, this is the same professional advice we give during the week, although here it's after hours and we've been... You know, out. Well, uh, I needed a refreshment after a difficult. So anyway, www.thevalueguys.com. All our disclosures. Uh, we may own these stocks. We may not. We, we may, may be have all kinds you. of vested. We may not know what we're talking about. Which, if you don't know that by now, you know maybe you're a new listener. Anyway, Vern, back on. S- the symbol here is SCG. And my thesis with a utility stock is, I mean, these are basically long-term bonds. Uh, The return is regulated. In this case, the company has been making, on average, about an 11% ROE over a long period of time with uh, debt-to-cap between 50 and 60%. And that's just the capital structure you have. When you have an electric utility with all these long-held assets, you're always uh, fairly highly leveraged, um, so there's uh, you know the in in that regard it's you know it's like every other utility. But in this case, as Value Line points out, with a six and a half percent yield, it's uh, it's showing you almost a full point more than uh, sector average. And I think there's a real interesting story here over the intermediate term. The stock right now is at a level that. Uh, it hasn't been since 2002, 2003, just a little under $30. At that time, revenue per share was between 26 and $30. Now it's between 38 and $45, so 50% higher. Um, and so at some point, the valuation should reverse, you would think. Um, I get an 8.2% enterprise value, but I don't really have uh, any kind of an operating income number that I can uh, use for comparison purposes. They earn a very uh, attractive, I think, net profit for an electric utility of more than 7.5%. When the stock was last at this level, they made a little bit higher return. but uh, I'm sorry, Vern. I have a question. I wasn't paying that careful of attention. Uh, what region do they serve? Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. My thesis here yeah, is I don't the know most what important you're thing. About Thank, here, you. Really. Thank you. Thank uh, you. This is an electric utility with uh, 
650,000 customers in South Carolina. That's important, isn't it? And then they also supply gas and tra- other transmission services. These are needs, not wants. To 1.2 million customers in North Where? and South Carolina They're and Georgia. They're gaining population. It's growing faster than the economy. Right. That's and actually, Value Line gives you some electrical uh, operating statistics. And the number of customers here has been growing generally on average north of 2%. Just didn't you say you were going to make this interesting? Over I'm the just, last I'm three years. Well, Value Line so talks far, about how they're early in the know. process of building a nuclear plant. Is You've been hearing a lot about. You've been hearing a lot about. We need more electrical Is generation. This the first new one in a long time. Capability. Or like well, that? I don't know where in terms of the entire industry, um, but right now, according to Value Line, their fuel mix is sixty-four percent coal, only eighteen percent nuclear, twelve percent oil and gas. That's thirty percent in the traditionally favored. Um, fuel sources. Well, it's low cost also. They have a little bit in, you know, wind and, and, you know, uh, renewables, but mostly it's coal. And so do they they really need a 20% increase in capacity? According to Value Line, this will add um, uh, more than 1.2 billion megawatts. Um, I'm sorry, um... No, I need billion watts, whatever the I don't know. Whatever the right prefix is. That's for a that. big increase. I mean, they're getting population. Right, so growth. they're gonna be able to take a big piece of their coal capacity out. Now in terms of you know, there's a lot of talk about cap and trade and the potential to simply award um certain um credits, uh if you will, to existing uh, coal-dependent generators to try to equalize the regional indifferences if you were to just do it, you know, on a per capita basis or something what? like that. And so SCANA stands you. to get a pretty significant, um, you know, a, uh, incremental asset in uh, credits to emit. Because they're using Because they're a big coal generator today. But, but in the future, when they get Got this it. plant built, maybe 2015, they'll take a bunch of the coal capacity offline, and those become then liquid assets. Did you talk about the yield? Because that At might six be and a half percent. I did. Okay, good. Okay, I missed so that. Sorry. Geographically, they have good customer. You know, they have good customer growth. They're showing some pricing power actually in the industrial market, uh, which is nearly twenty percent of revenue, according to Value Line. So uh, this is a this is a very high quality electric utility in a good part of the country that's going to have a favorable change in fuel mix over the next uh, five to ten years. You shouldn't own a utility really except for that kind of an investment horizon. So. Take a look at SCG selling at the cheapest prices it's seen uh, in uh, eight years, okay? Now, I'm going to move on to uh, what might be a little more interesting than just generating uh, electricity. But I thought you said that was going to be interesting. Well, I That's think what you for our sold up front. it was. That, that particular story? Yeah. You think that was interesting to the listeners? I well, I, I mean, please write in know. and let no. us know. I mean, it, I think it was fascinating. I just, I wondered if you thought it came it's off as you hoped. It's hard to make an electric utility sexy. <laughs> that was the challenge that you took on. So I'm just nuclear, asking. They're, they're ahead of everybody else. They have a first mover that's, advantage. Yeah, that's, that's, they're getting rate increases. I mean, they're going to, there's some kind of a mechanism that's been All created right. that lessens the risk associated with building such a large project, according okay. to Value Line. Okay, so, Okay. I mean, it's at ten times earnings. It's that's important. Okay. Well, yeah. How I mean, how bad can things get for 
before the, the government and all the taxpayers have to the bail them out. population growth going for them. Okay, so anyway. What else do you have over there? All right. Well, I've got Zimmer. You know, I, I had this idea I was going to end up recommending Wright Medical, which is WMGI. Yeah. But I, I started that. doing a comparison with Zimmer. Zimmer, which is the traditional leader <clears throat> in the uh, orthopedic uh, implant industry. Hips and knees. With, with returns in the, say, at low to mid-teens on capital with some recent execution issues, the stock price is under $45. Here your argument for why you like it. This is 12 times earnings and 6.7 times EBITDA on an enterprise value basis. The reason you like this is you've got people in the developed world as societies generally getting older. Uh, they're yes. they're living longer. Demographics. They're going to need more replacement knees and hips. Lifestyles have also changed over that pe- period of time. There's a greater expectation that people have for the way they will live their lives. I think you would have organic growth even if you didn't have um, growth in the actual demographic that you're targeting. The other thing that's going to happen because of the relative uh, uh, how relatively young the industry is is the development of a replacement market for a much more on a percentage basis, rapidly growing core group of people who are first movers here and need a new replacement uh, knee or uh, hip or elbow or spine piece, whatever, you know, in case of Zimmer, it's really hips and knees that, you know, they're huge in. Um, well, you're getting more than one device per person. Now, I guess the argument is that Medicare is going to, device. you know, is going to, uh, look to high margin businesses, and they have operating margins um, north of thirty five percent. Yeah, it's amazing. So that and is they've a been target. increasing them over time. By the way, target that's a target. Um, the stock sells for nine times cash flow, and like I said, under seven times EBITDA. Um, looks to me like there's a lot of bad news in the short term already um, uh, already discounted into it. Right, medical is eight times um, on an EBITDA basis. So. Uh, Zimmer, I think you're just going to have to wait for a payoff, um, but it has to come from capital gains uh, because they don't pay a dividend. And then uh, the third idea that I want to talk about this week is something that uh, for those of us who uh, have been uh, students of consolidation stories. Can I interrupt with something? Yeah. It's Hill-Rom, everyone. Okay, go it's ahead. It's the stock. Hill-Rom. <laughs> the symbol is I'm sorry. HRC. I wait. <laughs> Thank you very much. I couldn't wait. There's sorry. a lot of people that looked at this sorry. situation where you had Hill and Brand was the name of the stock, and it had funeral services and uh, funeral products. Uh, caskets, right, is the big thing that they're yes. known for. Yes, And then sir. they had this but Hill-Rom had the bed business. medical bed yes. business. Yes, Okay. And the two together, I you know, it's that like thing got crushed they're going to serve you while you're in the hospital and in the long-term yeah, care right. facility, and then you die. So room you're to womb or whatever. I, I, I you know, know, I just something. don't get it. But, but it, at Medicare, $16, it it. at $16, the stock is under book value, which is north of 17 They just split it up the reimbursements they in went to um, March of 2008. So I don't know why I'd expect some big write-down or anything. There's virtually no debt here. It's like a hundred mil. I'm sorry, two hundred million. They have a nicely liquid balance sheet. It's six times EBITDA. You have demographics, right? More people in long-term care facilities, Sadly. and you have the development of eventually there will be a residential 
consumer business the, here. The negative is that the government's <coughs> going to drive returns on capital to market or below market, and that's not a good use of capital. Obviously, it's redundant to even say that. So yeah, but these guys are only other places. These guys are only so, earning fifteen percent operating margins. I mean, what's Zimmer, the return on capital? Well, it's five percent, but that's because they have okay. an under balance Okay, so they have a good sheet. argument that uh, not to cut their prices. That's good. Anyway, maybe they'll oh, yeah. be okay. Right. Yeah. I, I hope so. So anyway, I'm gonna. Uh, with that, we'll take a beverage break, and I'm gonna turn Are it over. Are we going to, somewhere for the break? Gonna, or are we gonna just stay here? Excuse me. I'm gonna turn it over to my partner, Val Hughes. Get it. Thank you, Vern. No alliteration this week. Uh, you know, I didn't prepare anything. Okay. And, well, you used um, to say you never prepared. I'm not so feeling now the truth spontaneous this comes week, out. Really? You a little under the weather. Got a little. <laughs> Got a little something over there? Well, the celebrating started uh, quite a while For ago. What? what happened? Uh, it was Friday. Oh, okay. Right. The premise behind the show, we've been doing this for about 30 years, and uh, three years ago we well, got microphones. Well, the whole idea is it doesn't require any right. incremental no effort work. to wear we, what, what we, we were we doing We hardly before. even know we're doing. Okay. Um, doing what? Three terrific value ideas this week. And I like this edition of Value Line because it makes it easy. I've owned these. I've covered them. It's an area I know reasonably well. And the, the, the primary thesis is that these are distribution businesses primarily, although Medtronics isn't. It's, but they're playing into demographics and value added in a market that uh, increasingly, you know, you can't take it with you. You know, you spend it toward the end, which... You know, I mean, that's something presumably we have to fix. But what does fix mean? I mean, people with people with uh, well, people's uh, standards are going up in that. And well, but I, my point is, people with regard. capital or with some savings, uh, if they can heal themselves to live longer, they do. It's a choice they want to make. I'm not sure it needs to be fixed. These are conscious choices people are making, and they're willing to spend money on the resources to prolong uh, quality of life, and so. Uh, these are the companies that provide those services. That gives you some safety. And normally safety means lower yield, and lower yield means higher multiple. And so, you know, in a period of fear. Yeah, but, the, but the government's going to try to force everybody into a single-payer system. Well, that's fine. Here's the beauty of that. just squeeze margin Here's out of every the channel. Beauty. They, they very well may do that. Uh, but if you squeeze too hard, the cat dies, okay? And in the case of, I'm going to talk first about Cardinal Health, although you may have people who like McKesson better. But these are the distributors of pharmaceutical products to the hospitals, doctor's offices of the world. What's the value add? The value add is, I'll tell you, Logistics? my Logistics? Listen, I have some bullet points here. Oh. but Or I can take Q&A. No, please. Either way. Okay. Please. No, listen, Proceed it's with your, your presentation. All right, what have you. We'll hold uh, questions these, oh, to the end. Yeah, it's up to you. No, no, I can take fine. a question. There's no. I'm open to that oh, now. Please go if ahead. If you want. Okay. You want a, you have a question? You're embarrassing me. I'm please sorry. Please go ahead. Okay, listen, here's the thing about these guys. It's been a fragmented industry going back many years, and it's consolidated to where there's three big guys, McKesson, Cardinal, Amerisource, the economies of scale have gotten to the point where these guys can make a 12% return on capital. So that means we put up money, we That's earn 12%. Good. The government's only willing to pay us, I guess, what, three and a half or something, the bank less than that. So that's pretty good if you're an owner. And, uh, and they do it with a margin, an operating margin of 2.6% after tax. 
their margin is 1.3% net on sales. So to those people wow. who think that corporate America is somehow you know, taking advantage of you, these guys add up all the money it costs <laughs> to provide their services. There's and they, like no well, room for error listen, there. They provide medicine on a three-delivery-a-day basis to every hospital in America. They provide software that tells people if they're in compliance with their doctor's orders. They have you know, the right inventory in the right place at the right time. They add up everything that that costs, and it's a lot because they're best in class. And then what do they do? They add, and there's taxes in there, by the way, as well. They add all their costs in. And then they add 1.3%. That's their take, okay? So no one's calling this unfair. These guys, this whole industry is among the most efficient in America, and they manage to earn a 12% return on capital while charging their clients only an upcharge, a markup of 1% on net cost. So, so what's no, not so in here's the my stock? Point. What's well, not in no, the stock? Listen, here's my point. Well, there's fear of a one-payer system, but these sorts of guys, and McKesson, you know, for years Cardinal was the golden boy. McKesson really is caught up. All these guys, they read enough Forbes magazines. They figure out. They hire each other. They learn. They all learn best of class. And so they're all delivering great service with a teeny tiny margin. McKesson, a 1.9% uh, margin. Cardinal, uh, in my opinion, more efficient, 2.6%. But on the other hand, McKesson delivers a little better return on capital. So, you know, these are you have to do your own work here. Everyone has their favorites. McKesson's paying a 1.2% yield, Cardinal 1.6. The point is, Yawn. these things are are amazing companies. They're delivering uh, great value. They're at a discount to the market, and they're providing superior returns on capital. The fear of a one-payer system. These guys are so efficient that it's like, look, you want to go somewhere else, go ahead. No one can deliver the kind of efficiency these guys can. And, um, you know, in terms of recent numbers, look, uh, discretionary spending is down. So quarter-to-quarter -quarter comparisons are down. There's there's no surprise in that. Yeah, People that's are temporary. Right, exactly. Inventories where you can, you know, you had a longer lead time, now it's shorter, whatever. That's all working its way out. The You know, the bottom was probably in the fourth quarter. They just revised first quarter GDP up. I mean, it's still negative, but it's up from where it was. So things are moving along here. And I think the issue is with growth rate. Well, this industry, listen, demographics are going to drive it. So we're in, uh, we're in a needs, not wants area. Next up, Medtronic. Hey, before you do that, I forgot what? to mention on Hillrom, HRC. What? There have been inside buyers. Oh, Oh, um, great. In recent months with the stock oh. where it is. So. Oh, great. Everyone can rest easy now. <laughs> All right. Medtronic. MDT. Medtronic. A great idea, uh, I'm what? sure. I'm Please trying to go tell the people about Medtronic. Page 213. Now, what Medtronic does, again, needs not wants. They're, you know, the best-of-class provider in a whole host of areas. Their approach has been fix every part of the body in the best possible way. And so, you know, their business is uh, heart, uh, neurological, spinal, 
they cover vascular surgery, cardiac surgery. Everything. You know, I mean, the only area they don't have really, in my opinion, is orthopedics, which is why you might like a right medical where, you know, eventually Medtronic's going to buy someone. But these guys put up a consistent mid-teens return on capital. I respect that. The theme here is they're adding value-added products in an area that's growing faster than GDP. They have an operating margin in the mid-30s, which says proprietary. Otherwise, they couldn't get this price. No one can hear you. I said just like Zimmer. Yeah, but Zimmer. Zimmer, Which is ten times the size of Bright Medical. Zimmer has way more Yeah, Zimmer won't get acquired because they're so big, but Medtronic could pick off right. Um, Medtronic, you know, Zimmer is more focused in one area. Medtronic has, you know, a meaningful market share everywhere, and um, they're going to just get a piece of this big pie. But Zimmer's got distribution. According to Value Line, you're right. Well, so do they. Well, and they're introducing new products. They're entering new areas. Are we talking about Zimmer? Medtronic has a best-of-class sales force in every area. They've Mm -hmm. got distribution. Uh, Here's what's going on recently, according to Value Line. All seven of the company's business segments experienced growth compared to last year. That sounds pretty good. Uh, So things are fine there. Uh, They've got a little bit of leverage. Their balance sheet's in great shape. You know, there has been a slowdown, this inventory impact, et cetera. But this is at a 69% of the S&P PE. That's that's crazy. Ten times earnings. This is a superior company. Here's the bottom line, okay? Uh, you know, a, uh, a, a newsflash. Better than average company, below average multiple. It's as simple as that with What's Medtronic. the return on capital? It's in the upper mid-teens. Return on equity, low twenties. You don't have to know any more than that. Of course, it is. They make products that have proprietary entertainment purposes only. No, what? What well, are you, you talking said, of course about? Of course, it is. The margin tells you that people pay a huge margin for these products. They save lives. There aren't competitors. Um, you know, they're oligopolies, and um, that's apt to continue in a in a world where. Older people want to live longer with higher quality of life. They provide the products that do that. I think the, the, the recent decline in the stock is that quarter-to-quarter, year-over-year numbers have declined where there's inventory opportunities. People have taken them to pull back on orders and such. And so, and they, they may have had some you know, legal issues with a product here or there. I'm just not I reading it carefully. I it expensive. I looked at it. It's at a discount to the average company. That's the beauty well, that's of this. that's a good point. It's a better-than-average company as measured by return on capital, operating margin, balance sheet, growth rate. There's no big-picture metric that you can look at that's uh, you know inferior to the average, and yet they sell at a 30% discount to the average. Okay, what else you got? That's my simple time. area. Uh, simple point. And then finally, and I am running out of time. That's the beauty of this. I've done a little less work this week than I was hoping to, but I own this. Owens and Minor, OMI, page 219. Again, the same story of Cardinal or McKesson. They are distributors to doctor's offices. So, again, are doctor's offices gaining share of GDP? They are by the very nature of demographics. And they're, I thought there were fewer and fewer of those offices. Okay, good. Look that up. Uh, their net profit margin they're is consolidating. What? Excellent. Uh, that's the good. individual private practitioners I, I have disappearing. So, that's right. 
these guys are buying they're in addition to their um you know uh, organic growth of people willing to spend more of their income as they get older on medical in addition they are making accretive acquisitions and the combination is providing them a mid-teens return on capital uh their their efficiency is shown in their two percent two and a half percent operating margin no one can beat them on total cost and their markup is one and a half percent they uh they're trading at a discount pe and they're a superior company in terms of returns on capital returns on equity and the hook here is volume demographics uh, com- which is, gives you superior growth combined with accretive deals. Uh, you know, again, year-over-year numbers, the reason you get a chance to buy this cheap, year-over-year numbers are hurt by inventory reductions, but that's going to turn around. Best idea this week, I'd have to say, is uh, Medtronic. I think it's uh, it's a double. That's my opinion. My favorite is Hillrom, HRC, which also, by the way, pay- pays better than a 2.5% yield. So a lot of traditional value uh, metrics. Buy. Very good. 